welcome to episode 193 of The Local Minute. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how you doing, man? I'm alright. I'm warm. I appreciate warmth. Warmth is, warmth, is, warmth is a gift given to us <laughs> by structures yeah. and yeah. insulation. I, I'm warm too, actually. I am not in a basement, and my room has its own heating, so well, I got that going for me. So, you and living, your... living the good life. You just don't have a basement at all now, right? No, we have yeah. literally a single level house. It's pretty right. great. I could see the upside, but I don't know. There's something no. about verticality when it comes to like building that I appreciate the usage of space. It's much more efficient, but you know it is also really nice not going up and down stairs. Yes, <laughs> this is this is also true. <laughs> like as much as I want to be like Dwarf Fortress and have the belief that vertical and horizontal axes take the same amount of time to travel, in real life they do not. <laughs> <laughs> No, we are we are much better at walking on flat surfaces than up or downs. We're we're very good at walking up and down surfaces. Don't get me wrong. As humans, mm-hmm. we have evolved to be very good at that. We're still better on the long hauls than we are yeah. up, up the mountainside. <laughs> we are yeah. not goats. No. Yet. Yet. But but today we are not talking about multiple floors or goats. We are talking more about. Um, the last of the Kaldheim cards. Hopefully, we're going to finish them all today. I think we're I think we're on track for this. But you say um, we're not talking about goats, but goats will be brought up. Oh, okay. But um, so all right, <laughs> we'll um, uh, get we'll dive in on this week's how to stretch out a topic <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, hit part three of this. So we got our our flavor flavor picks, miscellaneous, and then our best of the best. So. All right, John, you're ready to go. I'm excited, too. All right, so first up we have Kaya's Onslaught. Two and a white for an instant. Target creature gets plus one, plus one, and gains double strike until end of turn. You can foretell it, and the foretell cost is a single white. Uh, All right, this card is on here for one reason and one reason only. Because it would be awesome if Heroic was still around. It would be okay if Heroic was still around. Okay, that's true. You don't want to cast. You don't want to foretell this on turn two. No. Right. And you don't want to cast this for three men either. Ah, that's true. Makes me sad. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, this art has Kaya about to shank the shit out of Vorinclix's skull. That it does. I have questions. I think I need to start reading the magic story again. I think. I think things need to be understood. <laughs> things need to be understood because a, as. You know, why is Warren Clicks even on this plane? B, how is Kaya about to murder him? <laughs> you know, like, Praetors are not pushovers by any standard, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they are basically the gods of the Phyrexians right now. Yeah. And he is about to die. Yeah, but it's not like Kaya is some sort of pussy either. Like, oh, no, she, she... Will, she will mess things up. Like, her job is literally assassinating things that are already dead. Yeah. Right? So she she knows what's up. She knows what mm-hmm. she's doing. She is a badass. Mm-hmm. She's also like his head is the size of her entire torso. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. Stuff's happening. I'd be curious. Yep. 
I'm I'm really interested to see how all that kind of reconciles with itself too. So I'm just like, yeah. I, I'm here. I mean, it'd be interesting. Like you know, it's like they had a reason for bringing a, a Phyrexian Praetor to this plane. I just and a very, and a very particular one too. A very specific one. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, we brought him here, and now we're going to kill him. Yeah. It's like, uh. Excuse me? <laughs> I need an explanation. I want to speak to your manager. <laughs> I would like to speak to your manager. Uh, Alright. Alright. Uh, next up, we have Wings of the Cosmos. White instant. Target creature gets plus one, plus three, and gains flying until end of turn. Untap it. <laughs> the wolf's startled yelp changed quickly to a howl of elation as she soared over her, her envious packmates. This has some amazing art on it. Yes, it does. <laughs> like, Watsy's really good at get like paying people to make the arts where just things that shouldn't have wings suddenly have wings. They yep. did it for the Arcane Flight card from Dominaria, where like the cat was going after the pigeons and, sh and stuff like that. Yeah, and like this this one just tells so much, right? Like, so you mm -hmm. got like there's literally one wolf just like glowering angrily at the wolf that gained wings. You have like some curiosity ones like cowering in the back so he doesn't know what's going on the really sweet hidden thing that you don't really see is uh in the shadows of two wolves are actually wolf pups yeah and they're being, like they're being protected by the other wolves because they're just like we don't know what's going on we need to protect our young mm -hmm. like, there's there's a lot of sweet stuff in this art and like it's really it's really you have to look hard to actually see it but <laughs> i just appreciate the detail that went into whoever made this art yeah, what it was um, uh, Isil Gort. Yeah, that name is. I hope I hope that's being pronounced it'll, right. I'm not see. gonna try. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna try. But whoever it is, uh, he's the one who made the super majestic looking pack leader promo. Okay. With like the 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 dog with like the red cape flowing behind him and shit. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, top notch man. Yeah, top notch good artist yes yes i i appreciate what they put into this one so yeah i really like that art too okay all right next up we have icebreaker kraken uh 10 blue blue uh, for a snow creature kraken it's an 8 8 um this spell costs one less to cast for each snow land you control uh, when it enters the battlefield, artifacts and creatures target opponent controls don't untap during that player's next untap step. Uh, return three snowlands you control to their owner's hand. Return Icebreaker Kraken to its owner's hand. So this is here purely because of its art. And its art is dope as shit. It is pretty dope-ass like, art. There's a giant foreboding Kraken just busting through the... Uh, bunch of ice sheets you know as the name implies and he's just he is going after that boat like the people, and that boat ain't going nowhere anyways so. uh, that, that boat is going nowhere and the people on it are going to have a bad time yeah i i i like krakens i love yeah. kraken art yeah i love i love scale things like you know scale birds are a big thing to show you how big something is and i just love this is like this is a scale boat yeah scale scale giant ass ship Although those people won't be having a bad time if they're not already tapped. <laughs> True. They'll, they'll, they should be able to get away from it somehow. 
This card also disappoints me just because it's so bad. Yeah. Like, like why doesn't it tap them, right? There's so much going on with this card to make it not oppressively good. Yeah. And it's pure. There's no way this card is ever going to be good enough to construct it. So they purely no. didn't want it to be too good for limited. Yeah. And it's just like they're. If someone's going to play that many Snowlands in their limited like, deck... Just give them something, man. Just let them have it. Like, what's yeah, the most yeah. Snowlands you can reasonably get? Like, six, really... six or seven? Yeah. It really does feel like they went out of their way to make it not good. Yeah. Except for the art. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the art is great. And there's just... There's just they, like, this is one of the ones where, like, they tweaked a lot of knobs and they just tweaked them a little too low instead of a little too high. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Next up, we have Turgrid, God of Fright. Three, black, black for a 4-5 legendary creature, God, with Menace. Whenever an opponent sacrifices a non-token permanent or discards a permanent card, you may put that card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. Flavor text of Fear is her one true companion. And then on the flip side, we have Turgrid's Lantern. Three and a black for a legendary artifacts with tap target player loses three life unless they sacrifice a non-land permanent or discard a card. Uh, three and a black untap Turgrid's lantern, and flavor text: When Turgrid was a child, her shadow tried to kill her. Only her lantern keeps it at bay. So there's a bunch of cards in this. Like there's a few cards in this set that reference her specifically, mm -hmm. and it all comes down to her shadow literally murders people. <laughs> Including herself, <laughs> and like in the in the art for the the lantern, like there's a little uh, you can like see like shadowy hands in the background reaching mm -hmm. for it but not quite getting there. There's another card called um, like actually Turgrid's Shadow, and it's just straight up like the art is just her shadow straight up murdering people in the background. I mean, the effect of the shadow is barter and blood. So. Yeah, the effect of the shadow is barter and blood, and it's like the flavor text on that is Tegrid, God of Fright, never acknowledges her own shadow or its murderous deeds. It just, like, runs around killing people. And she's just walking along, and people are dying around her. No wonder she's the God of Fright. No one would ever want to be around her. <laughs> that is an incredibly freaky... Yeah. power sweet or whatever it is i don't know like how do you even I, refer to it as i think it's sweet and one other thing i actually want to point out that uh since this is our only god in the flavor aspect none mm -hmm. of the gods in kaldheim are indestructible or hard to kill in any way yeah they're all normal everyday creatures they're just gods and that mm -hmm. actually fits with with uh norse with mythology where all the gods could die like, that's always been their thing, where, like, they literally are supposed to die in Ragnarok, and all that kind of stuff. And, like, I really like how they they didn't... Normally, when you think of a god, you think there's something special about it. You know, like, a lot of them are indestructible, or a lot of them come back, and all that kind of stuff. These ones don't. Like, they can just die. And I do appreciate that adherence to the, the mythos and all that kind of stuff. Super small, but... Yep. All right. Uh, next up, we have Arnie Broken Brow, uh, two and a red for a legendary creature, human berserker. He's a three-three with haste and boast one, or you can pay one and you may change Arnie Broken Brow's base power to one plus the greatest power among other creatures you control until end of turn. 
Uh, his favorite text is, I headbutted a troll. And won. <laughs> this dude literally has a giant horn through his temple. <laughs> yeah. And he's just sitting there like, what of it? What up? <laughs> like, I, I looked really closely at this art at one point, and I regret it. Like, there's actual scar tissue around that horn in his skull. Like, the detail is great. And also just the the cliche thing of a dude whose head is so thick he headbutts something he shouldn't be able to headbutt and wins. <laughs> I appreciate this card. It makes me chuckle. Yeah, it's... It's pretty good, and and like his ability of where he can just be, he can be just that much stronger than. <laughs> yeah, just he can be just a little bit stronger than the biggest thing you have. Yeah. yeah. But, I don't know. Cool card. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Craven Hulk, three and red for a four-four creature, giant coward. Craven Hulk can't block alone. Uh, flavor text, abandoned at birth, the giant was raised by goats. Ironically, it grew up to be the most cautious member of the herd. <laughs> this is uh, this is the, the we're talking about goats that I referenced earlier. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this card, this card's ability is technically an upside because you have no reason to ever leave it back to block. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I love, this is actually the first card magic that actually is a creature type of coward. Yeah. And I love how it's a giant coward, which in right. and of itself is a pun. Uh -huh. Yeah, this this card is hilarious. Uh, just good, solid funniness. He's a, he's a giant that was raised by goats. What more could you want in life? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Something I'm sure. All right. Um, next up, since I can find it, we have. Provoke the Trolls. Three in a red instant. Provoke the Trolls deal three damage to any target. If a creature is dealt damage this way, it gets plus five, plus zero until end of turn. Uh, flavor text, I like burning and pillaging as much as anyone, but sometimes it's just easier to throw a rock and let the trolls do the work. <laughs> so this card is just a really sweet design. Yeah. Like, obviously, four mana, deal three, instant speed removal, perfectly good, right? You yeah, should play fine. that. Yeah, right. It's perfectly fine. You're not. You're never going to cut that from your deck. Yeah, you're never going to cut. Yeah, and the fact that you can just use this as a way of just like, you know, it's like oh, make my Craven Hulk into a nine nine one effectively. Yeah, like that's kind of nuts. And I just, I love the flavor behind this card for what it actually does. It's like you know, you're damaging something just enough to annoy it and not to kill it, so it, it comes after you. It's like throwing a rock at a buffalo or something. It's like yeah. bad times are going to happen for everyone involved. And sometimes you just want to cause bad time for people. Sometimes you just want to cause bad times. So, this card's sweet. Uh, <laughs> I like it. It's cute. Also, there's there's so many uh, meme jokes going on about this card on podcasts <laughs> for like provoking Reddit and stuff like that. Oh. <laughs> Which yeah. is just kind of sweet. Yeah. Alright, next up we have Tyvar Kell. Uh, two green green for a legendary planeswalker Tyvar, who ha comes in with three loyalty. Elves you control have tap at black. Plus one, put a plus one plus one counter up to one target elf. Untap it, it gains death touch until end of turn. 
zero, create a 1-1 one, one green elf warrior creature token. And negative six, you get an emblem with whenever you ca cast an elf spell, it gains haste until end of turn, and you draw two cards. Jeez. <laughs> uh, them abs, though. I mean, you know, good stuff. I'm kind of envious of this of this elf. I mean, you should be. You don't often see completely ripped elves, right? Like, that's not what you expect to see when you, like, think of elves. <laughs> but boy, howdy. This, this art is something that if you don't look at this art and be like, damn, you're hiding something about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, I do really like that he makes all of your elves and elves of deep shadow, because yep. that, that is one of my favorite arts in magic. And it just the, makes the original. Uh, or am I think. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of a different elf. Yeah, Never mind. The original. Oh, the original. I think the original is actually not garbage. Yeah, the original from the dark. I don't think you actually like the original, if I recall. Let me see. It's the elf chick just staring at you. I gotta look now. As soon as this decides to lose, but. Uh, Scryfall got really slow, huh? No, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like. I but I love, like, the thing is, is that I love the card. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know, because I, I know we've discussed this before, and you're just like, I don't like it. I'm like, I love this art. <laughs> it's it's fine, but it's like the there's certain there's certain cards that like they just have like a zoomed up view of someone's face, and they're either really good or really bad in my mind, and. Mm -hmm. I just really like that one, so. Fair enough. I'll allow it. But Elves of the Deep Shadow is a cool card regardless. Yes. And this is just better because it doesn't damage you. Yep. And this, it makes all of your elves into them because yep. clearly elves don't make enough mana. Right. Yeah. I mean, also, like, a lot of the stuff is just good and cool and stuff with him. Like, yeah, the, like I mean, the this counters is... and the just makes just like, I'm just going to crap out elves each turn. Yeah, this is very reminiscent of the first. Um... Uh, Nissa, who was very, very elf-focused. She didn't do anything if you weren't playing an elf deck. Yeah. I like Planeswalkers that are limited in that regard, you know? Yeah. And he's one of those, you know? He only cares about elves, which yep. I'm perfectly fine having Planeswalkers like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. <sighs> so next up, we have Vorinclick's Monstrous Raider for green-green for a 6-6 six, six legendary creature Phyrexian Praetor. Of note, um, trample haste. Uh, if you would put one or more counters on a permanent or player, put twice that many of each of those kinds of counters on that permanent or player instead. If an opponent would put one or more counters on a permanent or player, they put half that many of each kind of those counters on a permanent or player instead, rounded down. Uh, playing along with the original theme created for the Praetors, where they double something for you and have something for your opponents. Mm hmm. Or, you know, basically they buff you and do the opposite of the buff to your opponent. It's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's, I really, really like that the Praetors do that. Uh, I believe this might be the first ever card printed with the creature type Phyrexian. I could it be is. wrong. Nope, you're not wrong. This All is right. the first one. This is, they introduced the new creature type. Yeah. A lot of speculation we're going back to Phyrexia. I mean, I, would, I mean, there's a lot of storylines that imply we are, so mm -hmm. I would not be terribly surprised by that. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, that alone is cool. I like Phyrexians, yep. obviously. I like Yawgmoth, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. The only one I wasn't sure is I didn't know if Crick, son of Yawgmoth, was a creature type Phyrexian or not, so... Yeah, no, this is the first one they actually introduced the creature type here. That's dope. It's... Yeah, and Maro talked about him, uh... He didn't think they would do it on his blog, mm -hmm. basically because of, you know, there's a lot of, like, inertia with it. Like, mm -hmm. we haven't done it yet, so, you know. And then, like, some of the Elder cards, it's like, well, what, what is a Phyrexian, you know? Like, some of those are fuzzier in some ways. Yeah. So, but... Yeah, I think the only... To qualify as a Phyrexian, you probably have to be crafted purely from Phyrexian shenanigans, is kind of what I would use as a criteria. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean it, sometimes it's hard to judge with cards as well. Yeah, it is. So. The source is a little fuzzy, but... I don't know. Also a cool thing that the promo, or the... What is that for this? One of the like alt art cards for this is a, a Phyrexian text. Yes, the second one only ever, and if I'm not mistaken, the Elish Norn is like a bajillion dollars, so... I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I don't know. <laughs> the Phyrexian text looks awesome, I guess, you know? Yeah. Uh, Man, so if they if they go to, like, back to Phyrexia, like, the, like, showcase cards just have to look dope, right? If the showcase cards aren't entirely the cards written in Phyrexian, I will personally go to Washington and ask them WTF. I want to speak with your manager. <laughs> I want to speak with everyone. Not even just your manager. I want to speak to literally everyone in the building and ask why. <laughs> yeah, the the judge gift promo from twenty fourteen is three hundred dollars. To be fair, it's only in foil. Oh okay. And Elish Norn is one of the more popular Praetors, but Yeah. Yeah. I I thought about buying that card a few years ago when it was like a hundred. I kinda <laughs> regret not doing so. Fair enough. But what do you do? I mean I'll get so one it goes. I'll get one eventually. There's other things I need to get, so Alright. Alright. Next up we have Immersturm Predator. Two black red for a three three creature vampire dragon. Flying? Uh, whenever Immerstern Predator becomes tapped, exile up to one target card from a graveyard, put a plus one plus one counter on Immerstern Predator. And sacrificing that creature, Immerstern Predator gains indestructible until end of turn and tap it. I'm not going to lie, I have no idea why I put this card in flavor. <laughs> I think I might have put it in the wrong category. I'm pretty sure I wanted this in uh, Mechanical. Oh, okay. Uh... Well, here we are. Yeah, here we Do are. Whatever. Uh, this card is cool. It is very reminiscent of Falconrath Aristocrat. Uh, mm -hmm. It doesn't have haste, notably, and that is a big deal. But um, the the fact that every time, if you sacrifice creature to save it, you actually can get put to, or you can just put a plus one plus one counter on it, which is kind of nice, mm -hmm. and it beats itself. You know, it is it's graveyard hate in red black, which you don't see very often. I don't know. This card's cool. Art's kind of dope. Like I said, no idea why I put it in flavor. It, but... Maybe maybe the the typing in the wrong spot. But whatever. That was our last. Yeah, I put for... I put we put a lot of cards in mechanical. We took... one or two. Oh. Only two podcasts worth. Yeah, only two podcasts worth. So many cards. <laughs> okay. All right. So those are all of our flavor cards um, that we picked out. 
specifically stuff. Honestly, there's a lot of cool flavor and art in this set, but yeah, know, can't talk about everything. All right. Now time to talk about the real cards. The cards we just want to talk about because we just want to talk about them. <laughs> All right. Uh, so first up, we have Glorious Protector. Uh, two white white for a creature angel cleric. It's a 3-4 with flash flying. When it enters the battlefield, you may exile any number of non-angel creatures you control until it leaves the battlefield for tell for two and a white. This card is so weird. <laughs> oh, you noticed. <laughs> like, like I, I just keep looking at this card and just being like, okay, like, you can, like, counter a board wipe for four mana, kind of, in a way, I don't know. It's, it, it is, like, I, I, I wonder what it's doing. It has to be doing something. Does it? No, but I'm just like, going to assume it is, just on uh, principle. Like I can't, I just, I keep looking at this card. and I was like, I just don't know what are you <laughs> are you supposed to be good enough in standard? Like, are you supposed to be good enough in a different format that I'm like, like, I get why all of these effects say non-angel on them because otherwise they um, loop themselves, and that's yeah. you know a bad thing. Mm -hmm. but, like, um. I forgot what his name was. The other three, three, four flying, four drop angel that blinks a creature. Mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, that card had a purpose, you know, mm -hmm. that card did something. And, you know, like his ability to blink is obviously really good. And uh, in a format with your, your eye, that would just be insane. Yeah. yeah. You, know? <laughs> you know, like obviously you don't need that, but like someone looked at the card file and said, we should have a card that does this ability. And mm -hmm. I just want to know why. Yeah, right. Just, yeah. Just a simple, simple question. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Disdainful Stroke. Woohoo. One of the blue instant counter target spell, converted mana cost four or greater. Uh, I love this reprint. I, this is a great reprint. This art is great. Uh, this card always sees play, at least as a one of, anytime it is in. Or like it usually is like a two of any times in standard. It's just a really good card to have in standard. It's a nice, yep. clean answer to a lot of things, and this works really well in a Fortel format because a lot oh, of people yeah. are going to be casting their Fortel cards for less than four mana, but their CMC is still four or greater. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's nice. Art is also dope. Mm -hmm. yep. Probably my favorite art for the same stroke, but yeah. low bar, very low bar. I think you're. I think you're right. It is a low bar. Uh, like the other arts aren't bad the other arts are I fine I don't know if that's my favorite weirdly enough I think my favorite Stainful Stroke art is the Guilds of Ravnica one yeah I think that is weird I think that's like worse than the one from Cons, Cons. it might be because there's so much disdain in the ones from cons, they're not even looking at what they're doing. They're just like, Psh. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I suppose. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, next up, we have uh, Draugr Thought Thief, two and a blue, three two zombie rogue. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, look at the top card of target player's library. You may put that card into their graveyard. All right. <laughs> in 99% of situations when you cast this card you 
target yourself. The only time you don't is when you're really far ahead on board and you mm -hmm. need to make sure your opponent doesn't top deck anything to get them out of it. Mm -hmm. That's when you play this, you see the land on top of their library, and you leave it there. Yeah. Which is low-key one of the worst feelings ever in Magic. <laughs> when someone just like looks at the top card and you're like, you can keep it. It's like, yeah, you're just like here. Just all I got. Okay. Interesting card. I like it. But... Very interesting card. Okay. Alright. Next up we have Giant's Amulets. Blue for an artifact equipment. When Giant's Amulet enters the battlefield, you may pay three and a blue. If you do, create a 4-4 blue giant wizard creature token. And then attach Giant's Amulet to it. Your creature gets plus 0, plus 1, and has this creature has hexproof as long as it's untapped and equipped cost of 2. This is part of a cycle. This cycle is dope. Like I like every mm -hmm. card in this cycle. Uh, um... This one, we're primarily talking about this one because the world is full of stupid people, and they think that this card is broken with uh, Luris. This card is not broken with Luris. <laughs> I don't care. Like, th there is nothing about this card that is broken with Luris. Hey, everybody, look at me cast my five mana four fives. <laughs> yeah, in constructed. It's it's so good. It's 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 just a repeated four or five. What are they? What are they going to do? They can't. They can't ever kill it, right? Yeah. Except, how is this card ever going to the graveyard? What are you doing to put giant's amulet in the graveyard? Oh my gosh! It's like, right. People, people. That's all I have to say. It's people. Mm. <sighs> all right. Next up, we have Icebind Pillar, two and a blue snow artifact. Pay a snow mana, tap it. Tap target artifact or creature. We finally have it. We have the Icier Manipulator. <laughs> the iciest of manipulators. <laughs> uh, you never know. We could get one that's somehow more icy. I don't know. This is pretty damn icy. This is pretty damn icy. <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to say that pun. That's literally all I got. That's literally all you have. Like, literally, literally all I got. Literally, like, the entire episode was <laughs> going to here. We just logged through two other episodes so that you could make that pun. Just so I could make that pun, which has uh, been made like a million times, I'm sure, by a million other people. Yeah, probably. All right. Uh, all right. Next up. This is my punishment. Is I have to read the one with a lot of text on it. <laughs> Orvar, the all form. Three and a blue for a 3 3 legendary creature shapeshifter with changeling. Now I'm sure people think they know what this card does, and they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, if it targets one or more other permanents you control, create a token that's a copy of one of those permanents. And. Whenever a spell or ability an opponent controls causes you to discard this card, create a token that's a copy of target permanence. <laughs> oh my god. This is, now this is one of those I need to speak to your manager moments, because what is supposed to be going on with this card? I am so confused. Something, I don't know. Like, you look at this card and you're like, oh, alright, maybe some weird commander thing? Nope, that second ability? Nothing to do with commander. This card is never going to be in your hand if this is your commander. Right. Also, people just don't play this card in commander. Like, 
what's up? What's supposed to be going on here? Like the first part is actually really cool because like it reminds me of Zada, who copied spells whenever they targeted a, like it would copy it for every creature you controlled if it targeted one of your creatures and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And like I'm pretty sure that's like a wombo combo with these two, but it's not like you can play them as partners or anything. Like I just I just don't get it. I don't know what's supposed to be happening here. I'm so confused. This card's weird. This card is weird. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. This card is cool. Yeah. I'll be shocked if I ever see it see play in anything ever. But it's still cool. Challenge accepted. You do, you man. I'm trying to think it's like what's good enough to like just make a bunch of copies of, you know. In an instant and sorcery deck, like it's not even like a bunch of copies. Like, that's the problem is you have to play a deck that's playing a bunch of instants and sorceries, and you get to make a single copy of one creature you target. Yeah. So you can like target your uh, that three three that when it's the battlefield you scry two for five mana. You can, Ooh, you now, can you're, cast, now you're talking. You can cast it for two if you cast another spell this turn. So you can like just like make a copy of it and like scry on the ones you're targeting it with. You're like shocking your own three three just to make a copy of it. I mean, we've all done crazy things. We've all okay. done crazy things. <laughs> all right. Uh, so next up, we have Blood on the Snow for black black for a snow sorcery. Choose one: destroy all creatures, or destroy all planeswalkers. Then return a creature or planeswalker card with converted mana cost X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield, where X is the amount of snow spent to cast this spell. This card is weird. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> like, I think it's cool. I, mean, it's, uh, I like it. But, I know. actually really dig the art. Yeah, the art is, I, I like the art too. But it's like... Board wipe plus reanimation spell, specifically using snow, so it's really limited. It's. I don't know. <laughs> Is this card good enough for standard? Probably. Maybe. Uh, Pretty sure I. I play it as like a one or two of in multiple decks, so. Uh, by that like metric, I, it has to be good, right? I feel like I should be playing it as like a one of in. In Murder Kill? Yeah. They have to start playing Snow Swamps. <sighs> And then everyone's going to know that you're either one of those people or you have a reason for doing it. I'm either one of those people or one of those people. Yeah. Alright. That's cool, though. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. Next up, we have Dream and Devourer. One of the black for a 0-3 creature demon cleric. All praise whatever this guy's worshipping. Each non-land card in your hand without Fertel has Fertel. Its Fertel cost is equal to its mana cost reduced by two generic mana. And whenever you Fertel a card, a Dream Devourer gets plus two, plus zero until end of turn. This card is bad, right? Uh, I was playing some games the other day with my, that, that awful-ass snake deck I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I won one game all night, and it was against a deck that played this card. <laughs> like, it's one of those, like, well, this is kind of cool, but then, so, like, so on turn three, it attacks as a 2-3. Ooh. And on turn four, assuming you do literally nothing else, it attacks as a 4-3. Woo. 
And it's like, I guess there's cards that are good to cast early-ish. Like, the payment plan thing is a relevant thing, don't get me mm -hmm. wrong, but I just... Uh, th this is one of those cards that if this was like an uncommon, you'd be like, man, this is a really sweet uncommon to build around and limited, right? Mm -hmm. But it's a rare. So yeah. it's like, it could it could be a really, really sweet rare to build around and limited. But for me, it's like rares should have the potential to see play somewhere else other than just being like good and limited. Like, I would like this card much more too if it was just it like instead of like whenever you foretell it, it's a plus one plus one counter. Oh yeah, that would be insane. Like, yeah, that would actually be really sweet. Yeah, like that'd actually be like good. And don't make it an O three. Make it like a you make know. it a one two or make it a zero two. Yeah, make it small. Yeah, you know, like make it a zero one or a or a zero two. Like you don't even have to give it power if you don't want to. But like, yeah, let it actually possibly do something. Yeah, like with this, you like you have to like, I don't know. You Ugh. you can't threat of activation with this card. Yeah. Ever. Mm -hmm. Right, so like you can't even like get them quotations. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just bleh. okay. Uh, next up, we have Elder Fang Disciple. It is one in a black for a elf cleric. That's a one one. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, each opponent discards a card. I love how in Commander Legends they printed a card that we refer to as the black version of Elvish Visionary, and then now they literally printed a black Elvish Visionary. <laughs> right. It's like, that one had to die to trigger the discard, and this one's just like, nope, I'm an ETB, uh, everyone it, discards. Nope. Right. Get wrecked. It's like, alright. Alright, Watsy. Just gotta prove us wrong. I see how it is. <laughs> alright. Next up, we have Skull Raid. Three and a black for a sorcery. Target opponent discards two cards. If fewer than two cards were discarded this way, you draw cards equal to the difference. It has foretell for one and a black. This is... I would gladly pay an extra mana to have this text on a mind rot. Right, like this is... This is just like such a good bump for mind rot. Yeah, like you, you can still cast on in turn three if you want to, which... Mm -hmm. You, most of the time you don't anyways like mind yep. rot's best on like turn five mm -hmm. where you can still try and like get one of their better cards but like the fact that this card in a in a late game top deck is not dead it's a four mana draw two which that, in black deal right yeah that's just good like i'll spend an extra mana for a divination in the late game when i got nothing better to do anyways right yeah and i, I with a mind rot i like having the foretell yeah, like like mind run is one of those cards you just want to like set off to the side and be able to cast when you want to. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the it having foretell makes us so much nicer. Like the payment plan of four mana on a four mana card is super super relevant, and just like that extra line of text just makes this card so much better than mind run already yeah. is. I still don't think this card is like a slam dunk amazing, but it's no. better. The design is awesome though. The I love I love the card. Is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, next up we have Varagoth, Blood Sky Sire. Two and a black for a 2-3 legendary creature demon rogue with death touch. And boast, one and a black, target player searches their library for a card, and then shuffles their library and puts that card on top of it. Do you want to know the biggest complaint I've heard about this card? Is it dumb? It's stupid. 
Alright, tell me. Why is it, they complained, why is this card a rogue? Demons shouldn't be roguelike. What? Yep. Because demons should be chaotic and fighty. They should they shouldn't be rogues. What? That was their complaint that this card is a rogue. Oh god, go away. Right. Most <laughs> uh. ability is sweet. Uh yeah. I'm not sure if a two mana vampire tutor every turn is worth it. It might be. I do like that this has death touch, so like your opponent is forced to trade with it if they want to keep you from stacking your deck. Yeah. You know? But no, this is mainly on here because people are stupid. And I want oh, okay. to point that out. God, you put a card on the list because somebody's stupid. I know. I do never, it so rarely, I know. Never would have guessed. Uh, Alright, so next up we have uh, Tundra Fumarol. How do you pronounce that? Uh, Fumarol, yeah. Okay. Uh, one red red for a snow sorcery. Uh... Tundra Fumarol deals 4 damage to target creature or a planeswalker. Add colorless for each snow spent to cast this spell. Until end of turn, you don't lose this mana as steps and phases end. So, this card is cool. Because mm -hmm. it, it does give you 3 snow mana. Yeah. Assuming you cast it with 3 snow mana. Mm -hmm. But there's like nothing to put that into in this set. Like, it's a weird card. There is still nothing to put that into. Like, yeah. Unless you're just literally casting this on like turn 5, and then you're just following up with a 5-drop that has 3 generic yeah. mana in its casting cost. Like, this card is cool, but it's like, really? I mean, here's the deal. The deal 4 for 3 damage, it's like, I'm, I'm playing that all the time. Oh yeah, in limited, it's fine. Yeah. Like... I don't you know, know what I'm doing with it otherwise, but... Yeah, I don't know what you're doing with it otherwise. It's like, it's like maybe if you get, like, the, the crazy wombo combo, you go, like, the the blue Ascendant Spirit on turn two into, like, this on turn three somehow, and you just, like, blur, get in there. Which would be kind of insane, but... Yeah, I don't know. It requires both of your rares and a snow island, a snow mountain, and a snow mountain all in your opening hand. It's fine. That's doable. We, we got this. We got there. It's fine. Uh, okay. okay. Next up, we have uh, Toski. Toski? Toski. Whatever. To Toski, Bearer of Secrets. Three and a green for a legendary creature squirrel. It is a 1 1. This spell cannot be countered. Indestructible. Toski, Bearer of Secrets, attacks each combat if able. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Uh, so this is actually a, kind of a sweet little reference to lore, where um, the squirrel runs up and down the world tree, carrying message, messages between the planes. Uh, this is mainly on the list because it's a legendary squirrel, and it's hilarious. It's dope. This card is cool. This card is cool. This is... Comparing this to Ed Edric's Spymaster of Trest is really interesting. Because this only allows you to draw extra cards, where Edric gets to... Everyone draws extra cards, obviously. Uh, the fact that it's indestructible, but can never block, except for, like, the first turn, is kind of interesting. Like, this card mm -hmm. is stupidly easy to block. 
but it will never die. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just a squirrel. It just keeps getting in there every turn. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> he's just he's just gonna squirrel the shit out of you. I like squirrels. Squirrels are cool. Squirrels are dope. Okay. All right. Next up, we have. Do, 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 do. Gotta find it here. How far down do I have to scroll for this? Oh, yeah. Okay. The Raven's Warning. Um, <laughs> one white blue for an enchantment saga. Um, uh, chapter one is create a 1 1 bluebird creature token with flying. You gain two life. Two is whenever one or more creatures you control with flying deal combat damage to a player this turn, look at that player's hand and draw a card. Uh, three, you may put a card you own from outside the game on top of your library. So like, that last one just feels like a giant swerve. <laughs> that last one is just like, wait, what? Well, yeah, it, like, yeah, I read it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I need to put this in that stupid flying garbage deck I have. I mean, you'd have to build a sideboard for it, though. Do you really want to do that? I could just put random cards on the side. You could. So this card is just weird in what it does. Um, lore-wise, it's really cool because you know. Odin and by proxy the card that's supposed to be Odin in the set they have ravens that like give them wisdom and stuff which is what this this is basically telling you um and yeah that that last ability is just so weird I mean it's cool but it's like it just doesn't fit with the rest of it you're like what what, what just happened here It's just like, all right, sure, a little bit of tempo, all right, sure. It's like, oh yeah, you know, card draw and card information, sweet. Uh, search, search your, you know, in search your sideboard and put the card from on top of your library. It's like, sorry, what? <laughs> can, you, can you can you please reiterate that part? <laughs> like, it's just so out of nowhere and jarring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really sweet art though. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like what it's doing. So, sagas are awesome. I'm so glad that they made sagas. Sagas are really great. They're actually a really great design. I like them. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have replicating ring. <laughs> Three generic for a snow artifact with tap at one mana of any color. At the beginning of your upkeep. Put a knight counter on a replicating ring. Then if it has eight or more knight counters on it, remove all of them and create eight colorless snow artifact tokens named replicating ring with tap add one mana of any color. This has to be a lore thing that I just don't know what it is. I'm like, I don't get what is going on here. <laughs> um, I think Watsi made a mistake. They should have had that... Uh, its second ability make copies of replicating ring. So if, like a replicate one. So if this somehow survives sixteen turns, you get to make sixty-four rings the next time. <laughs> which would just be hilarious. They just don't want people playing casual decks to have a stroke when it goes off at their in their playgroup all the time. Yeah. Or it just crashes uh, arena. Since they put a limit on the number of uh, scoot swarms you're allowed to make. It makes sense if they want to limit the number of rings you're allowed to make. Right, yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, this has to be a reference to something. I don't know what it is, but this card is just cool. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. I yeah. like it. 
Of note, does produce snow mana for the few cards that care. Yep. Alright, so next up we have Tyrite Sanctum. Uh, it is a land that taps for colorless mana. You can pay two and tap it. Target legendary creature becomes a god in addition to its other types. Put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Four, tap it. Sacrifice it. Uh, put an indestructible counter on target god. This card is sweet. It's cool. I don't think it's good in anything, but it's sweet. <laughs> I mean, it is really cool. Like, yeah. I really want to put this in my Karn EDH deck just to make my Karn indestructible. Like, an indestructible god for literally no good reason whatsoever. God Karn. You should just do it because reasons. Like, I mean, if I'm going to put a colorless random utility land in any deck, it's going to be in that deck, so... It is Karn. Right. One nice thing is you can use that first ability multiple times. Yeah. So like you could just keep putting plus one plus one counters on a creature if you want to. And also the god thing is permanent. And the god, the god being a god is permanent. <laughs> we have we have learned this. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, this card's sweet. I just wanted to point out that it's sweet. So. Yeah. Cool. All right. That's it has du been duly pointed out. Alright. Duly been pointed out. Alright, last and not least. Not gonna lie, it was kinda hard to find a 10 out of 10 in this set. And I, yeah. But I do think this card is the closest one. There are a lot of like nines, we'll be we'll be honest. But there's like... a lot of nines, but there's a there's a lot of ones just like just like a little bit shy. It's like, you know, there's something something missing yeah. here, right? Mm -hmm. But this one this one is pretty good. Last it is Finn the Fang Bearer. One in a green for a 1-3 legendary creature human warrior with death touch. And whenever a creature you control with death touch deals combat damage to a player, that player gets two poison counters. A player with ten or more poison counters loses the game. Flavor text. Come, Coma, and reclaim what you lost, or does the Great Serpent fear a rematch? So there's a lot of sweet things going on with this card that I think qualified for 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, this is a throwback to original Poison, not Infect. Yeah. Which I actually really appreciate. I like mm -hmm. I like the original Poison mechanic where you would just get Poison counters and there's like a single way of dealing with them. But Infect scales so much better than Poison does. Because mm -hmm. you can make this card into a 20-20. It doesn't matter yeah. if you if it hits your opponent, they only ever get two poison counters, which is much easier to balance. Yeah, if we're being honest with ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. um, I do really enjoy the lore aspect behind this card, where the reason why he has death touch and makes poison counters is he fought Como the the cosmic uh, the Cosmo Serpent, and just literally took one of its fangs and turned it into a weapon. You know, that's why he's calling out what amounts to the end of the world, Yormonger Worm, for another rematch. Like, come come fight me. <laughs> yeah. And come he's, fight me. he's just like this big, brawny, like, white-bearded dude decked out, ready for combat, just like doing mm -hmm. his own thing, because no one wants to mess with him. But it's some solid-ass art, too. It is solid art. This art is good, the flavor of the card is good, the ability I really, really like as a throwback. The sheer number of insane people playing Mono 1-1 one, one with, with Death Touch Tribal is kind of ridiculous. I got smoked by this guy. Yeah. 
save your removal for this deck, for this specific card, if you play against that deck. Because otherwise your yeah. opponent's just playing a million one ones for one. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like You can eventually push through the one ones for one. Kill this card specifically. <laughs> Get rid of the zombie. No. <laughs> All right. Then that is Kaldheim from us, finally, in three short episodes. <laughs> three short little episodes. Nothing too crazy going on. Yeah, but I don't know. I've got to play with the cards in Arena. It's been pretty cool. I got two pre-release kits sitting, sitting out on my table, waiting to be played. And you gotta, gotta, you know, harass your wife to get to play against you. And she, have her. she told me to, to invite you over. <laughs> <laughs> time she played against you, she like crushed you, didn't she? Oh yeah, she smoked me super hard. I think she's she'd enjoy that. Yeah. It was, I think that was Akoria was the last one we played together. Yeah, because she, ha she had Luka and like a bunch of other crazy bomby she stuff in her deck. Dumb bombs, yeah. It was just like, it was like my kind of deck. Yeah. But, so, I don't know. I'm like, I'm enjoying this set, though. It feels, the set feels really cool. Should I, I, I don't know if I've said it this episode, so I'll just say it. Man, the set reads like Ice Age. This this set <laughs> this set is Ice Age 2.0. This the, it it really does feel like Ice Age 2 in a lot of ways. Yeah, like it just it, it has such a that, such a similar feel. Such a similar feel, such similar number more words technically like this <laughs> similar number of words. <laughs> yeah, this this set is kind of ridiculous, but mm -hmm. I, I I like what it's doing. I like how there's a lot of nice complexity and not a lot of insane power. Mhm. You know, yeah. uh, I've heard mixed reviews on the limited environments. I'm curious. I've I haven't I've, played I, it yet. Yeah, I've yet to do a draft or anything like that. I, I have a token. Maybe maybe there's something that needs to happen. Yeah, my the only limited I've done was the pre-release. Um, I really hate the foretell mammoth because that thing is just stupid. Uh, they play the foretell mammoth. They give it a plus one counter. Something I can't kill it ever. You know. It's like all right. Is what it is. Makes me sad. But no, set sweet. I enjoy the flavor. I have three set booster boxes sitting in my room. I haven't opened yet. Oh my god, you're an unreasonable human being. So I normally buy two regular boxes, right? Yeah. And two regular boxes has uh, thirty-six packs each. Uh -huh. The set boosters only have 24 packs each, so I had to buy an extra box to get the proper number of packs. Okay. Logic. Logic. We'll just go with that. Uh, Alright. So, why don't we wrap this one up a little bit early? We'll give people back their lives after listening to three episodes of this. Yeah. Uh, so, if you want to do this, uh, uh, some feedback, you can send an email to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetapc. Uh, come hit up the Discord at thelocalmeta.com uh, and you can find a link to our Discord where we are always having fun party times and looking to do more stuff there. And um, uh, you can also find a link to our Patreon where you can shoot us some money and help pay for this project of ours, I guess. So, All right. Cool. John, anything else? Mm, negative. Cool. On that note, we will catch you next time.